Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. Oh, you know, uh, David Crosby passed away. He did yesterday. Day. Yesterday, that's right. Was uh, the donor for Melissa Etheridge. Yeah. Right? Uh, a perfect way to introduce Trey Wingo to talk about the NFL playoffs, Pro Football Network, Caesars Sportsbook, Half Forgotten History, PGA Tour, uh, r- r- something. Uh, how how are you, Trey? Um, I'm I'm honored <laughs> to be brought in with the donor discussion between Crosby and Melissa Etheridge. There you go. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Uh, it's my special gift to you uh, on an NFL division round weekend. You know, we have really, we have three really good match. We have three rematches. I don't know if Jacksonville, Kansas City is a really good uh, matchup, but Jacksonville with their quarterback is playing really well, certainly the second half of the game against the Chargers, but... The other matchups are, I mean, you just, you're, I, I can't even imagine getting better, including one of the greats in history. So let's start with the historical matchup, Dallas and San Francisco, where more more times than not, the winner of this matchup goes on to win the Super Bowl. Um, and Dallas certainly impressed a lot against Tampa. So how do you see this one? Yeah, Dallas played great. I mean, the, the funny thing about that Monday night game was that, you know, going into that contest, People had real questions about Dak, and and rightfully so. I mean, he only played twelve games, and he led the league in interceptions with with fifteen. Um, and then he went out and played a perfect game. I mean, he, he was perfect. Uh, but it's going to be one thing to do it against uh, a Bucks team, and it's going to be another thing completely to do it against San Francisco. You know, the the Niners have won eleven straight games, and they've won those games by an average of twenty points. I mean, the average margin of victory is. 31-and-a-half to 15-and-a-half. I mean, they've been absolutely dominant. Um, can Dallas win? They can, but Dak is going to have to be perfect again, and that defense is going to have to rise to the occasion. But again, it's easy to do that against the Bucks' offensive line, which has struggled all year. Mm-hmm. Another thing to do against arguably the best offensive line in football, and that's what San Francisco has. Yeah, and, and San Francisco has just an incredible defense, and they're good at all levels. And their offense is pretty doggone good with Brock Purdy. I keep talking about this, that Purdy's success might break the NFL from their habit of overdrafting quarterbacks. I mean, we don't know. We have, like, the Panthers have had quarterbacks here that were drafted one, drafted three. They both stink. And Brock Purdy was drafted, like, 250. And he's good. Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. I, I feel bad for every other Mr. Irrelevant now because he's <laughs> ruined it for everybody. Like he, much in the same way Adrian Peterson ruined ACL recoveries right. for everybody. I mean, people are going to be like, yeah, but you're not Brock Purdy. It's like, dude, I'm trying. I'm <laughs> trying. Uh, it, it, there are Brady-like tones to this, right? Like mm-hmm. there's an injury. He comes in. No one's expecting anything of him. They're 6-0 with him uh, as a starter. Uh, he was, but he, he threw for four touchdown passes in that in that uh, playoff win over Seattle. Yep. Um, it, it's really it, it's really interesting, and and 
honestly, you know, people talk about the Ravens and their offseason and what happens next year. Uh, the 49ers quarterback situation next year is fascinating. What are they going to do? I mean, they literally just spent all this draft capital uh, a couple of years ago to get Trey Lance, and I don't know what's going to happen there. So uh, Purdy is, is – I, I don't think it's going to change people over drafting quarterbacks because people are always desperate for the guy, mm-hmm. right? They're always, they're always going to say – we. You know, every, whenever a team drafts a quarterback in the first round, what do they always tweet out? Got our guy. Right. Well, you know, like you said, the Jets have done that twice in three years. You know what I mean? And it still hasn't mm-hmm. worked out. One of them was in Carolina this year. But but the Purdy story is is absolutely fascinating. I'm I'm just waiting for people to wake up. I mean, just I mean, if we just looked at it as a math problem, what what's the probability that a quarterback taken in the top ten? Uh, is successful and it's well under 500 at this point. So why why do we continue to beat our head against the rock and assume that we're not going to give ourselves an injury? Because people like former GM of the Bears Ryan Pace exist, and I'll <laughs> never forget this. Uh, you know, I was working with John Fox at the time, and Fox told me that when they drafted Mitchell Trubisky, Ryan Pace said to John Fox, "He's a taller, more athletic." more accurate Drew Brees. Like, okay. Wow. Like, that, that's, that's called projection, right. right? That's what you want to believe, and you force it on other people. And, and those things are always going to be there. They're always going to be there. Yeah, I, I talked to uh, a former college head coach who spent time in the NFL uh, as a position coach, Steve Logan, who was at East Carolina. Uh, and we, I've talked to him uh, on a hundreds of times by now. We used to host shows together. And um, he's, a, in a way, a quarterback guru. I mean, he worked with uh, the David Garrards of the world. He worked with Jeff Blake. He worked with Matt Ryan when he spent time at BC. And um, I asked him, I said, it's not the college's job. I said, it's not the college's job to train quarterbacks for the NFL. And he goes, you're absolutely right, because they're not. Uh, and it's a yeah. completely different game. So these get, it's getting worse, actually, I think, than it is getting better, because there's no pro-style offenses in college. So these guys are coming out. They have to completely learn how to play the position. Let me move on to another uh, to another game. Let's talk about the Giants and the Eagles. We don't really know. They can say all they want, but we won't really know what Jalen Hurts is until we see him play. But what do you think of the Giants and the way they have played, especially over the last four or five weeks? It's been remarkable. And, you know, Brian Dayball deserves a lot of credit because it's essentially the same team that was terrible for two years under Joe Judge. I mean, they... they they don't have a bunch of different talent. In fact, you can make the argument that the receiving core is actually way worse than it was for Joe Judge. And here they mm-hmm. are, flinging away. Um, the Hurts thing is interesting. Excuse me. The Hurts thing is interesting. As is Lane Johnson. He's. Pro- I don't think he's playing the right tackle. Uh, you have issues with Sweat on the defensive line. One of those four guys that had t- at least double-digit sacks for the Eagles. Uh, they had four guys with with double-digit sacks, and the and. Uh, the Eagles are just not healthy. And remember, when week 18, when they played, the Giants didn't play anybody. And the Eagles put out Hurts because they needed him to wrap up the one seed, the bye, and the NFC East. And uh, it was a six-point game. Um, you know, if Jalen Hurts is still struggling, I think the Giants have a real chance to come away with a win there. I agree. I kind of like the Giants outright uh, in that. Yeah. I don't know what uh, what J.B. Smoove is telling you. Uh, or uh, or Halle Berry is telling you, or Cooper Manning uh, over at Caesars, but uh, I, I was expecting no. I have a note for you on the Bengals Bills game. This is you know this is the third matchup that of 
in the playoffs between these two teams, you know what has happened in each of the other two, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay. I, I told these to people before. Bengals won both and went on to lose to the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I, can I get that as a prop right now? Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look at that. Set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Uh, you can get anything as a prop right now. You can get the three birds walking across my roof as a prop right now. <laughs> Caesar sport, so I would absolutely go for that. Uh, do you like the Cincinnati Bengals on the road in Buffalo? I think the Bengals' best is better than anybody else's in the AFC. The problem is they're so beat up, especially on the offensive line. We just learned that Kappa and Jonah Williams both aren't playing. Right. Uh, and, and that's problematic. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow is is amazing. And he's taken so much abuse uh, over the last last couple of years because of his offensive line. And, you know, when they're healthy, they're better than anybody. But I just – I with, with, you have so much – banged up on that offensive line. I don't know if it's sustainable for them, but their best is better than anybody else's. I believe that, you know, with, with the way they can play. But the problem is they're not healthy. And, and you know, you look at Kansas City right now, and I, that's a different game, obviously, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're healthier than they've been since week one. I mean, nobody's truly healthy, but the Chiefs are as healthy as they've been since week one right now, and the Bengals are the opposite end of that right now. And I, I think it's just going to be problematic this weekend. This weekend, but here, here's the, the the one reason I like Cincinnati. And last year, the Bengals' offensive line was a mess, and they still ended up yeah. in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I am. I mean, they gave up nine sacks in that in that win over Tennessee. Yeah. You, you sack the opposing quarterback <laughs> nine times in a playoff game. I don't know how you lose. But Tennessee <laughs> found a way to do it. Yeah, well, I don't know. I have some questions about Tennessee. Like, why didn't you just kick the ball to Jacksonville uh, rather than throw it? Because Jacksonville's offense that week in Week 18 was nothing. They weren't going to drive the length of the field on you at all. Uh, different, uh, different game, different time, different place. Here's my fear about Buffalo. And I've been watching this now for weeks because the Bills have been on basically every week here. And they have been essentially daring teams to beat them. With mistakes, whether it's in the red zone or what, Allen has turned it over even three times, I think, last week. I I think they're just, they're playing like they don't believe they can lose, and that ultimately gets you beat. No, I don't disagree with you, Um, and they've been really sloppy. They really have, Uh, and what bothered me even more than the turnovers, Adam, you know, once they went up 17 to nothing on Miami, it's like they started to throw haymakers. Like, okay, let's see. It's like on every play, whether it was second and 10 or third and 10, they're throwing the ball 40 yards down the field. I'm like, guys, it's okay to hit a single, right? <laughs> you don't need to hit a home run on every right. play. And, and they just kept going for the, for the knockout punch instead of, instead of just, you know, to quote the great Hank Stram, late great Hank Stram, matriculate down the field. And they just, they kept the, they kept the Dolphins in it by their inconsistencies. And they've been that way for a while. Like, people look at the numbers for Josh on Saturday or this past weekend against Miami. Go, oh, my God, he threw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. Like, yeah, but he also was very inconsistent. 
And, you know, they, they just, sometimes I watch their offense and it's like somebody put water in the gas tank, start, stop, start, stop, start, yeah. stop. And, and that's been a problem for them. And I could certainly see that coming, uh, coming to fruition against the Bengals. Although, you know, the bills are the ultimate boomer bust, like at home in the playoffs since 1988, they're 13 and one. That's an NFL best. And they're four and at home under Sean McDermott and zero and four on the road in postseason play. Those are uh, those are those are very strong numbers. I hope, like, I think it would be great for the ultimate. First of all, I think it would be great for the ultimate story of the season. This is without Demar Hamlin, right? Because uh, Buffalo yeah. should have won in Kansas City last year and it, and taken another step, and they would have had to go on the road and do it again in Cincinnati. But they should have won that game and obviously didn't for obvious reasons. But they have, to me, I thought they were the best team all year long. The Von Miller injury, I mean, we knew it would be a big deal. I think it's an enormous deal because I'm not sure that the Bengals' offensive line will be as exposed without that elite-level pass rush. But uh, I do think that the Bills, I mean, for a long time, they looked like the best team to me. Uh, Who do you got this weekend? Uh, I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm going to go with the Niners. Uh, I'm definitely going with Kansas City uh, for sure, uh, and I, I kind of like the I kind of like the Giants uh, as the upset. You know, I mean, we haven't had all we haven't had all four home teams win it's since 2005, only twice. Right. Uh, 2000. Uh, it's only happened twice since 2005, and so there's going to be an upset. And to me, with the injury to Jalen I, I, and the way the Giants are playing, I think that one has the has the biggest chance of of being the big upset of the weekend. And then we get to have Bills Kansas City in Atlanta uh, in there the neutral site AFC Championship game at Wingo's W I N G O Z. Half forgotten history Caesars uh, Pro Football Network. I'm sure I forgot one. You have so many credits. I thank you so much. There you go. There you go. That's right. There you go. Uh, I thank you very much, uh, Trey. I appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Anytime, Adam. You got it. Trey Wingo here on the Adam Gold Show. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.